Hey, welcome back to the For The Creatives podcast. My name is Elisha Tatarera and I am your host. Today, I invite on Adam Harford to share some of his journey around building a personal training brand and coming out the other end of fighting cancer and how that's changed his perspective on life and how that really defines why he does what he does. Adam Harford, welcome. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. How's it going? Oh, good, man. You know, I started work already, so it's chill. Just a nice, easy morning. When did you start this morning? 7 a.m., so me being me, I have to wake up like two hours before I yeah. start, so... Get ready for the day. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Do you have like a set morning routine? Yeah, like usually, like I said, like two hours before, I uh, wake up, have a coffee, watch some YouTube, and then literally have my brekkie, and then dip, pretty much go straight to work from there. No, yeah. no showers or anything. I, I don't know why. It's just a routine that I have set for me at the moment. No, oh, nice. I think routine is important. So, you do personal training? Yeah, personal trainer. Nice. What does that involve, like? Uh, so, it involves like programming for everyday clients and obviously one-on-one sessions with a lot of my clients, but um, trying to like get a lot of different personalities, obviously, each day with different people, trying to just adjust like with them trying to reach their goals because obviously, everybody has different goals and yeah. everything like that. So, pretty much just programming, training people and just being there for like just local advice, especially when it comes to training and obviously nutrition advice is always helpful as well. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. That's, that's cool. So, what got you into personal training? So, like ever since I was like a young kid, I've always loved fitness. Like I've pretty much played every single sport. Yeah. And like I did my Cert 3 in fitness through school and I was like, oh, I'm not sure if this is what I want to do, but after I finished school and I went into the work that I was doing, so I was working through a bottle shop and saw it going down like a not not a dark path, but like not like the right path that I wanted to go down. And yeah, and like when I was at the about 2019 October, like I was diagnosed with AML acute myeloid leukemia, so Jeez. that was that was a big hit there. But after like going through all that treatment stuff, I saw so many people like become like either overweight or like very like like lost a lot of their muscle and stuff and they were like looking for different ways to get back on their feet pretty much. And I found that, well, I thought to myself that personal training would be the best thing. So originally when I started studying, I wanted to focus more on people going through the same thing I went through. Yeah. And so I get them back on their feet. But obviously from that, it's led me to be personal trainer now in Bundy. So yeah, that's pretty much why I wanted to be a personal trainer from just like my own experience. And I know that fitness sort of helped me with my mental health, yeah. uh, just with like obviously not being able to do stuff for a long period of time. Yeah. But yeah, personal training's fun as well. Yeah. That's cool. It's nice that you're sort of trying to help other people who have been through similar things you have. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. Um, yeah. Because obviously everybody has like the different challenges, like even yeah. if it's not like cancer and stuff, like the people go through a lot of different things that personal training just allows them to sort of have an escape sort of yeah. thing like sort of have a break from reality and just like go have fun with it pretty much so yeah and yeah. they have someone there to like champion them and like sort of yeah try push them on <laughs> i don't think they like me at the time but like no nah, it's good it's good fun yeah so leukemia that's cancer yeah 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 blood cell cancer yeah so when did you get diagnosed with that october 2019 so that was what now nearly three years do you remember what you were doing at the time like when you found out when I found out, I was actually trying to like trying to be in bed. This was about it was like midnight sort yeah. of thing, 
and like I had woke up to getting like a million spam calls from this random number and also my parents. So I was like weirded out. I was like, what the hell is going on? But honestly, I called my parents first. I was like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, we're getting phone calls from this pathology center, but they're not telling us what's going on. Just make sure you call them back. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Call them back and they were like, we need you to get to your local hospital ASAP. Uh, you have an abnormal blood count because I was feeling very sick for like a couple of weeks and I was like not sure what was going on. Doctor got me to have a blood test like that Friday. Sorry, that Friday, but they were closed. So I had to wait till yeah. Monday to get it done. Yeah, they told me that I had to get my hospital. Parents came pick me up. And yeah, when we got to the hospital, they were like, oh, we think you have cancer. We think. Yeah. So it was like. That's- yeah, yeah. It was, I was I was like, nah, there's probably something I've done. Something yeah, like, yeah. And then, yeah, the next day, it was about like 10 a.m. to my memory, the head doctor came in and was like, yeah, yeah, you have cancer and we need to fly you down to Brisbane like right now. Wow. So, this was at the this was at the Bundaberg Hospital. Yeah, Bundaberg yeah. Base Hospital. Yeah. So, it from that point, I thought I was going to get a helicopter down, which I was like looking forward to yeah. at, and at that time. But I also... Like it was, didn't really come to belief with it. I was like, this can't be happening. Like in denial. Like, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Like I was just like, this just, I was like happy I was in a good sort of like sort of space. Like at that point in time, like I was working, I was training, I was doing feeling, basketball. Yeah, basketball. Yeah. Like just find some consistency. And yeah, then this happened. So yeah, got plane down. Bless the doctors that got me on there and got me to the hospital safe. Yeah, got picked up by an ambulance at the airport and from there got to the hospital and they like checked me in and everything so i was like still again like in a bit of denial yeah, like, sort this of isn't thing. happening it's yeah just, i was like yeah oh, they'll probably just like be like be like a couple weeks thing um, yeah. then it turned out that because when i was at the base they took my blood test again to sort of see how how my numbers were looking and when i f- first got there there was this head doctor i can't remember his name but he came in sat me down and was like okay like this is what's happening and he was just like look we got to do some chemotherapy but we also got to do some other stuff first so i was like yeah. confused they came back like he came back like 15 minutes later and it was like okay we got to take you down to the icu right now because wow. my white cell count that's supposed to be i think between two and five was at about 100 and something 194 and when they first took my bloods when they first got me to go in it was 70 so they jumped from 70 to 194. Yeah. So they had to get me to the ICU where they put me on like a dialysis like machine where they took blood out, put in a machine that separated the white cells and then put it back into my system. At the time, did you know, like, did they explain that in detail? Did you know that at the time? No idea. I was yeah. just like, at that time, I was like, okay, like, I'm after this, like, after like a week of this, I'll be like, all yeah. good, like, just have to recover now. But when... I think I had to be on that machine for like six hours straight, couldn't sleep. And like after that, they were like, okay, well, now we have to go do a BMT. Not BMT, sorry. Bone marrow aspirate, which is where they put like a needle like through like the back of my hip bone and draw a piece of bone out and also a bit of fluid. So apparently that's where like they test like for cancer and leukemia and everything like that. Yeah. So they drew that. That wasn't fun. Then I had to go get a pick line put in, which is pretty much like a more more accessible port than just like your cannulas. Yeah. Like I'm going your hand or whatever when you go to the hospital. So they did that. That wasn't fun. 
But from when I got the bone marrow aspirate, I was like, because I had low platelets, I continued to keep bleeding out of where they'd done it. So that was... Jeez, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't And this fun. is all in the first, like, first day of being... First 24 Brisbane. hours. First 24 hours. Yeah, easily. And wow. Yeah, that, that was just not fun. I was, like, drugged up. I was, like, asleep for probably three, four days. The doctors were trying to get me to sign stuff for consent, and I was like, I'm I'm not not with it. So, yeah. Yeah, that that was not fun. So yeah, from from that, I pretty much like my mum and dad had to drive up. Obviously, they didn't let my mum drive because she was in distraught. Yeah, and yeah, yes, yeah, not fun. So, was there anyone with you at the Brisbane hospital for that tw- first twenty four hours, like family or friends? Um, so my, I first got taken down to the ICU by myself. Yeah, my parents came like maybe halfway through, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I was probably in there for like a couple of hours before my parents came in, and then they got put into an accommodation place. Oh, pardon me. No. Um, that's right. And yeah, it was it was freaking me out because obviously in the ICU, like there's a lot of other accidents and stuff that goes on. So there was like a kid that was going in and out of a coma, and yeah, it was it was freaking me out, and I was just like, Is it like? Open spaces with curtains or yeah. private rooms? Yeah, yeah, pretty much like an open space. Like it felt like, like I was in like a really big area with like a curtain. Yeah. And there was like yeah. lots of chairs in front of me and whatnot. It just was like doctors going by and it was just like, yeah, I was still in a lot of disbelief. And then when I was back, taken back to my room, there was a guy next to me. I can't remember his name, but yeah, it was just like five, six doctors pretty much out there all, all at one time pretty much trying to just talk about next steps with me. So it was... It was rough, honestly, really rough. That's a lot. That's... Yeah, it happened a lot really quickly, so it was not fun. And how old were you at the time? 18. 18, yeah. Yeah. You've just finished school. <laughs> yeah, I was, like... I was six months post 18, so I only yeah. just sort of started going out clubbing, doing the normal 18-year-old sort of stuff, and yeah, it wasn't what I wanted to happen at 18. That's crazy. When was the... Do you remember like the moment where it became... Real or where you like re- realize that this is probably going to be longer than two weeks? It was, I would probably say it was. I think I didn't actually hit me till that f- first month was finished. So like yeah. they had me on like chemo and everything like that, and like I had like lots of ulcers in my mouth and stuff. I was like again still thinking in my head this is not going to be long. Yeah, and then after that first month finished, where I was able to leave the hospital, and they were like okay, you're in remission already which is what they call, like, it's not cancer-free, but that's what they call when they don't have any sign of any cancer at all. Yeah. But they were, like, from how aggressive my blast cells were, that's what they call them, If when, as soon as it exceeds, that, like, it's, like, damaged sort of my, damaged my, pretty much my immune system sort of thing. Yeah. So, like, I'm yeah. going to be very, very pretty much able to, like, get cancer pretty much like yeah. a 70% chance yeah. sort of thing. Like very vulnerable. And, yeah. yeah. So, they, like, said to me, like, look, we're going to have to do, like, another four rounds of this, which is, like, a month each. So, it was, wow. like, about six yeah. months of that. And then they're, like, okay, we're prepping you for a BMT, yeah. possibly. They said possibly because they were, like, it's your choice, but they said they highly What's recommend. What's BMT? Bone marrow transplant. Oh, yeah, so, you um, Yeah, so... Yeah. With that, pretty much, like after all those four months, them that week of them prepping me to get the transplant, which is not like a normal transplant, it's just literally a blood transfusion. Yeah. yeah. So this was all sort of starting to happen when COVID hit. So like, <laughs> this was like in the March of 2020, I think, or whenever it hit. 
but I had this. My donor was supposed to be from like overseas, yeah, and then they like for the got, bone marrow, yeah. Transplant. So they were yeah. going to transport it. So he was supposed to get it done like the day before, and then yeah. they were going to fly it over, and then I would be given it. But then he fell down with symptoms of COVID, so they were like, uh, "Oh, we can't do that." So they, that was a ten out of ten match with me, and then they were like, "Oh, closest family." I was like, "Oh, mum, dad, sister," and they were like, "Oh, we'll get your mum and your sister to test because apparently they don't like the father." Doing the donor sort of thing, apparently. I'm not sure why. Yeah, I didn't really I no explain. <laughs> it was silly, but yeah, my sister wasn't a full, wasn't a half match. Like, yeah. It wasn't enough of a half match. And my mum was like a six out of 10 match. So they're like, well, you're happy to do this for your son. Yeah, she went and did that for me. And like that week leading up, I had about three days of full body chemotherapy. Yeah. Again, yeah. like a different sort of chemo that I've had before. And then about three, four days of full body radiation, one twice a day. So that was not fun. It was scary. Like literally sitting in a room by yourself. They put let me put on my own music, which was cool, <laughs> relaxing. What did you play? Some J Cole. Yeah. J Cole just nice. calms me down. His 1985. Yeah. No, sorry, his KOD album. Just next level. But he like that. So that process was very scary. Being in a room alone, sort of like at that point, I think it didn't actually really hit me. Till after that four months of the chemotherapy sort of hit me that like I'm yeah. not going to be able to go home within like this like year or like this part. So like, yeah, there was, I don't think I cried from it properly. Yeah. I think for like maybe the first year, honestly, like I just could, I just did not want to accept it yeah. at all. Like and constantly denying. Yeah. So like I, that, the tears that brought it out of me was like after like spending like having a good chat with my mum and like we were like both talking about like just the situation that we're in and I was just like yeah this is I felt bad for putting my mum through that because she always stayed with me through the whole year and a half process through all of that and my That's, dad stayed here in Bundy yeah, and worked okay. so it was definitely tough on her so that made me feel bad and yeah. like I, it's amazing that you had that support though from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I generally don't think I would have been able to get through it without my family at all. Like, is as much as like people like, oh, we there for you and stuff. It still felt very alone. I mean, yeah. Not everyone's gonna be a donor for a bone marrow (laughs) transplant. No, most definitely. It's it was just one of those things that like we always got taught or like told stories about like cancer. Like it was like when you get cancer, you're done for. Yeah, like a lot of the stories I've heard of people with cancer, it's been they found out they had cancer and within like a month or two months or a few days even they were they passed. It was like all the ex- not that this is an extreme, but like the they found out too late. Yeah. And yeah. Most definitely. So they they did tell me that if I had found out about a week or two later, there would have been a low chance I would have survived. Wow. So it was like a really good sort of timing from yeah. like when I found out to them just quickly getting the process started. But it was Again, I I just don't wish it on anybody, but yeah. like it was, yeah. it sort of set me on the like sort of a better path in in the sense that like I like I wasn't like in a bad state before, but like I was going down that path of like obviously doing some like stuff that like I shouldn't be doing, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, like partying way too much, taking stuff that I shouldn't have been taking, and like coming to the realization of. Like, obviously, owning up to those things to my yeah, own mother. Yeah. Like, my mom, like, nearly <laughs> cried from just me telling her the stuff that I've been doing. But, again, she was fairly understanding because she was like, everybody's young. But I, I wish I spent my time more valuable, honestly. If I got told you were going to get cancer by 18, I would have tried to do so much more. Because since then, I 
even though I'm a personal trainer, I'm still going through a lot of stuff like I have arthritis in pretty much my elbow, both my elbows and both my hips. And that's because of the treatments? Uh, treatment or the and can- also some of the medication. Yeah. So, it wasn't the cancer itself, but it was the precautions that they had to do, go through to pretty much stop me from dying. Yeah. So, it was yeah. like, yeah, we're going to stop you from dying, but like- But mm, these side effects. Yeah. So, it's just like- That's, yeah. Yeah, it was- it was rough. There was a lot of nights where, like, I told them to, like, stop giving me stuff. I was, like, I was done with it all. But my, like, the nurses there were, top, like, amazing. They, like, sat with me the whole night, happy to talk to me. Yeah. Like, parents just told me to think of my family and whatnot. And, like, I'm, I used to be a very Christian person, but I sort of lost belief in it. And I think, like, the whole experience, like, I had people praying for me, but I didn't pray myself. Yeah. yeah. And I ended up just praying one night. I was, like... Just, just can I? Can you do something to help me, sort of thing? Yeah. And it sort of was one of those things that, like, it was like not really my last option, but like I was like, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. And yeah. I think within two weeks, I was out of hospital, and they said like, yeah, you'll be able to go home in like a month, wow. like in a month. So like, I was like, damn, okay. So I started to believe a little bit more then, but yeah, yeah. yeah. no, it was it was rough, man. It was rough. It's like I don't even know. Yeah, I. I didn't even know how you'd feel in those moments. Like yeah. you, you mentioned earlier about how you, you know, spent a bit of time reflecting on how you spent your time before you found out you got cancer. But with the reality of having cancer and not knowing like at some points maybe exactly how it was going to end, did that sort of, was that sort of like a bit confronting? Like Most definitely. Like I, like I never really was like somebody that like confronts stuff like a lot. I you like I express my emotions, but like I usually just kept self to my stuff and it's, stuff to myself sorry yeah and like yeah it was very confronting like with like only being 18 and like thinking that like oh i didn't make the most of my life and it's like been, haven't even lived half my life already which yeah. i thought like and i had like i've been quite lucky with like not having really any family members pass away yeah i've only had my grandma and granddad pass away from cancer yeah um, but that was from some stuff that like with like asbestos when they were like a lot younger kids yeah. and everything but it was just like that thing that like, well, like I could possibly die sort of thing. Yeah. And I I literally was so close to messaging literally all my friends saying like, thank you for everything you've done for me. But like, yeah, wow. I'm done. So I didn't end up That's, messaging anybody yeah. that. So I'm glad I didn't because I think a lot of people like would be upset with me. <laughs> Freaked out. That's but like, I don't think anyone would have blamed you like nah. for thinking like that, going through yeah, that. Wow. So... Yeah. When you started, when you came back home and you started, you know, coming a bit more out the other side of all the treatments and the chemo, how was life different for you? It was a lot different, like, in the sense that when, like, I, like, talked to people or anything, it was, it was like a thing that I didn't like too much. It was like people kept me in that category of, like, oh, you're the cancer kid sort of thing. And I wasn't the biggest fan because I was like, I don't want to live by that. Yeah, yeah. And it was just a lot of people like continually asking me like, oh, how's stuff? I mean, like continually like, and they were, I, like I, I understand people trying to understand like what I went through and stuff and having a better understanding, but yeah. like, it's just something that like, it's hard to explain. Like yeah. it's hard to like put into words. Like, Especially the experience. in passing. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. And it's like, like I'm happy to talk about it. Like I'm happy to talk about my experience, but it was like this sort of thing that like I still was handling stuff myself. So I was yeah. like, I didn't want to talk about it too much. Yeah, because you're just coming out the other side, trying to like piece together your life, and everyone keeps you know wanting you to re- download and go back over what's happening. Yeah, exactly. And 
it was like one of those things I sort of really had to do, like reevaluate where I was in life and like yeah. what I wanted to do, and like not really waste again like time, like my valuable time. Yeah. So it was like that's what again led me to personal training. So I was like, oh, I'd rather like help people like as well, like because I know a lot of people struggle with like mental health and stuff like that. Yeah. With obviously like yeah. body wise. But also, like, just, like, the fact of health, like, and, like, physical health, like, makes so much things so much better. And it's a way to sort of, like, vent a lot of feelings. So, yeah, yeah. yeah but life, honestly, like, I couldn't, wasn't playing as much sport as I was, like, wasn't able to. Like, I tried to, but, again, my cardio was gone after, yeah. like, a year and a half of just damaging my body pretty much to help me survive. And then, yeah. like... Because you had your own, like, recovery journey with your... With that as well, like, you know, the treatments and the stuff you went through coming out the other side, like, how did you start working on your own physical health? So, I practically started just literally walking, like, maybe. So, like, when we were, like, staying in Brisbane still and, like, I was, like, cleared and everything like that before we were allowed to go back home, we, like, I would only do, like, one lap around a small block, honestly, and I'll just work up to two, three, and that's how I sort of started. Then, like, when we came back home, I just went straight back into the gym and just tried to lift what I used to lift, which did did not work. Yeah. So, I had to learn a lot about my body, about what my limits were, and that, again, just, like, obviously looking for help from, like, some of my peers I knew at the gym at the time, like, some of the PTs there, like, really helped out with, like, just navigating me through stuff, and that made me a lot more interested in being a personal trainer. Yeah. So, like, my... Like, just my fitness journey was, like, more so focused a lot more around my diet as I couldn't do as much stuff as I was. Like, playing three basketball games a week, training every day sort of thing was yeah, just not yeah. – I wasn't able to do. It's not realistic now. No, yeah. definitely not. So, I started off small, worked my way up and, yeah, it was mainly pretty much down to what I ate pretty yeah. much because I – during my treatment, I was, like, eating, like, full bags of chips with, like, full full bags of, like, cookies and stuff. So, I was, like, Probably nah. one of the only forms of comfort you had at the time. Yeah, most <laughs> definitely. And ice cream. Ice cream yeah. was a good one. I loved ice cream. Still do love ice cream, but I try to limit it. Yeah. But, yeah, it was – obviously, at the moment, I can't do pretty much, like, practically anything, but – Still trying to keep that positive mindset that, like, hopefully things get better. Yeah. Just trying to do what I can with, like, the limitations that I do have. Yeah. So, yeah. So, then it, w- it would be cool in your position then, like, looking outwards at other people and being able to help them achieve things that they didn't think they could. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. It gives um, me, like, good relief, but, like, it's it, like, gives me sort of happiness that, like, I'm able to, like, affect people's lives in a good way and yeah. at least, like, bring them like that satisfaction as well because like once you see differences in your body in a good way yeah your self-esteem so much better and you just feel feel much better in yourself so yeah yeah i love it boost your confidence a bit. yeah most yeah. definitely most definitely yeah I, I completely forgot to ask you by the way if you're okay with sharing no of course <laughs> just oh, I'm, asking. I'm, no, I'm chill bro i'm chill <laughs> okay like generally like Talking about it, I'm super easy with now. Like, even, like, when it first happened, like, when I did my YouTube video for it, like, it, like, let me vent. Like, yeah. like obviously, I've vented to my mom, family, and some friends, but I was just like, no, I want to share this because, like, I feel like that not enough people share their journeys that do go through it just to give people the realization that, like, just life isn't as pretty as some people make it out to be. Yeah. So, yeah. I was just like, I might as well just show people what I've been through and how I'm handling it. Yeah, no, I love that. That's great. 
Would you say that generally you're quite a positive person or quite a... I would like to think I'm a positive person. When it comes to people around me and people close to me, I'm very positive. But when it comes to myself and like my body image and stuff like that, I've always, I've always like had a negative output on it just from like being, just from being bullied from like a younger age with my body. And it was just like, has just like stayed with me my whole life. And I've just continually tried to think positive, but like just the bad thoughts in my head just always pop back up. But I try to output a lot of positive energy, never really putting much negative energy out there. Yeah. It's yeah. it's crazy how powerful our mind is. Like, you could be the most, the strongest guy in the world, but your mind could still break you down. And <laughs> like, if you, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Mm-hmm. So, what is your? What's your looking forward? What's your focus now? So, at the moment, you're doing personal training. You've you know started your own brand, Harford Fit, Harford Health and Fitness. Where are you wanting to go, continue going with that? Well, like I've started uni for Bachelor of Food and Nutrition so I can be a qualified nutritionist. Bachelor of Food and Nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. So, like after I finish that, I'll be able to be a like write proper meal plans for people and like give like instead of just advice, I'll be able to actually give out meal plans. And I definitely see myself like having my own studio and stuff like that, having a brand where even possibly franchise out to other places. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's... It's just like one of those things that I want it to be like an affordable experience for people because even though like, yes, there's like a lot of people that charge a lot of money for PTs, it's just like having somebody in your corner that's yeah. like always going to give you like their valued opinion and like advice. Like even myself, I I was paying a personal trainer for a, a little bit to help me try and reach my goals. Yeah. And it helped me a lot because again, just having that somebody by your side saying, you're doing good, you're doing good, just keep going, keep going. It's just like so reassuring for a lot of people. Like when you go to the gym by yourself and you like set yourself a goal, it's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to do this, do that. And not everyone has that has that drive or self-discipline to just like go in the gym by themselves and just like, you know, push themselves to their limit and get it done all the time. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, but yeah, no, that's great. And uh, like there's so much general advice, general fitness and general health advice out there. Like I remember like even five years ago when I started Maybe maybe a bit more than five years ago, like eight years ago when I was like in my early, uh, my teens and I was wanting to, you know, get fit and I was this skinny kid. I'm still skinny, but like a lot skinnier then. You, you put on a lot of size, <laughs> man. You're doing good. You're doing Thanks. good. <laughs> but I was like Googling like h- how to build muscle, like bodybuilding tips, all of this stuff. But looking back now, I found that a lot of those tips or the advice that I read or the stuff that I tried applying wasn't actually like, it's not that it was inaccurate, but it wasn't ideal for my body type and for what I was eating and my age and like what I was actually doing at the time. Yeah. So, I think having a trainer, like a PT, this is like a, you know, a little plug now promo, <laughs> <laughs> but having a PT in your corner who can give you specialized, customized advice. And especially once you like finish the nutrition course as well. Like, I think that's like, there's so much benefit in that. Like, if you're in business, you know, there's so much benefit in having a business coach who can come by your side, who can show you things outside of your vision yeah, or give you advice that you didn't know you needed to help you take that next step. Yeah, most um, definitely. Like, especially like giving you a plug as well <laughs> that like even with like with all my marketing stuff, like I don't, I think without your help, I don't think I would have been able to like have the confidence as well to like share like a little bit more stuff and just not go sort of blind eye, sort of just straight into marketing. Like you've helped me with a lot of strategic stuff, even though I'm no. not uploading as much as I should be. But 
like it's definitely helped a lot and obviously helped me with my website was a huge huge thing that like i was wanting to do but i didn't know how to do it and yeah. i think like the first time i messaged you about it you're like without hesitation you're like yep let's have a meeting let's set it up and i was like sweet so i was i was keen from that point on man thanks that's that's cool to hear yeah man yeah. it helped me a lot as well so yeah, yeah. it's cool thanks so you were talking about like you know how a lot of people sometimes struggle with confidence or self-image issues and things like that. Is there any sort of general advice or encouragement you'd give to someone who's, you know, I don't know, they're not feeling the best about their body or they're not feeling the best about their self-image and maybe they haven't stepped in a gym before or they haven't done any form of training before and they're just like unsure of what to do. It's quite broad, but is yeah. there anything? That's a, that's a really good question. It's it's sort of hard to obviously like, because like, like you said, it's very broad like a lot of people need different different things but i think like if you're somebody that's like fairly new to like trying to get into fitness and whatnot i do advise even if it's not like through me or whatever just like somebody that's local that's a personal trainer just like not even like for sessions just to like get like a program done up for you that they know what they're doing sort of thing and like self-image wise like I think trying to avoid, like, especially if, like, if you're a white person that, like, is pedantic about their weight, I would not focus on the weight because, yeah. like, muscle weighs a lot more than fat, especially when you're going straight into training. Yeah. So, I yeah. think, like, taking a photo day one when you start, don't touch that photo for however long. Yeah. And just focus on just, like, small little goals. Like, even if it's, like, you're first getting into the gym, like, just being able yeah. to walk into the gym isn't a goal itself because it's yeah. very hard to do and even like your first like let's say your first 5k walk or 5k run sort of thing like isn't a huge an achievement yeah and you're saying yourself small little goals that like are very achievable and not trying to be like oh i want to get six back abs in like a week like, yeah i want to lose 20 kilos or gain 10 kilos of muscle exactly in like exactly months. it's it's a process that's going to take years, but also can take months. It's different people do progress differently. Like yeah. one of my clients, he's he's lost about like thirty kilos since we started last October. Yeah, and like yeah. he's got like six pack abs now and everything like that. Yeah, he didn't start with it, but he's been probably like most strict on his diet wise because like nutrition plays like a eighty percent of the factor compared yeah. to like yeah. the training. So honestly, like I think. Just start small and work yourself up is probably my biggest advice and just start moving. Like don't think that you have to go lift like an amoxious amount of weight or like too like do too much. Like literally just start doing small walks each day. Yeah. If you're just yeah. starting off and just do little steps, nothing too extreme. I like what you said about just sometimes getting to the gym is the first goal because I know even recently <laughs> been sitting at home, I had a plan to go to the gym. And I've just told myself, you know what, let's just like get dressed, get to the gym. And it's like, maybe I'll just do a like 500 meter walk on the treadmill or something. And then I'll get in, like, I'll do one extra thing. It's always like that one next step on those days where it's really hard to push myself. Yeah, exactly. And I find out I end up, once I'm there, once I've started moving, I end up doing a full session. Yeah, exactly. So, that's the whole thing is just trying to get yourself in there. As soon as you're in there, like just let yourself sort of fall right into it. And yeah. again, another good advice is try find somebody to work out with. Like yeah. having a friend there that's sort of doing the same thing just sort of just makes you guys also, if you're competitive, you try and just like sort of try and outwork each other. Yeah. I don't advise it, but like it's good to have somebody Bit to go of a healthy with. Competition. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. I've also heard more recently about looking at your fitness and your health, general health goals as well. is like looking at the lifestyle that you want to live, not just looking at one set goal, like, you know, 
oh, I want to lose 20 kilos by summer. Because once you, if you get that goal, once you lose 20 kilos, a lot of people then are like, oh, they've reached their goal. That's it. Yeah. But if you look at the lifestyle, you're like, all right, I know for myself personally, I want to live a healthy lifestyle. I want to live a lifestyle where I'm not struggling with health issues that are because of my diet or because of my weight. And I'm going to be able to, you know, have be there for my family and my kids in the future. And if that's the lifestyle if I want to live, if I want to be fit, be able to, you know, climb mountains or do different <laughs> things, then what are the smaller goals that I need to have in my, like, my routine to yeah. achieve that? Yeah, and that way I'm always sort of like trying to work on bettering myself, but to like to, to meet that lifestyle, I guess. Yeah, for What do you sure. think of that? Like, that's like a very, very good point that like, like, again, like you said, like if you lose your weight, hit your goal, you're like, okay, sweet, I'm going to like have a rest yeah and like people people go so far backwards it's like not like it's it's not like it's an extreme thing that a lot of people struggle with and they end up as soon as they put their weight back on it's a lot harder to lose it once again and like pardon me like like you said like just trying to just have those small little things that like like again like having those like further in the future sort of Things where like like yourself like be there for your kids, family like you, yeah you want you don't want to be like 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 struggling to like let's say if you're like grandparents like struggling right now or like have a family member that needs your help and you're unable to because you either one like you can't like take care of yourself and yeah. you're unable yeah. to take care of them or you don't have enough information to be able to take care of somebody. So the more you have knowledge in how to live a healthy lifestyle, yeah, it will yeah. make it so much better for yourself. And like it's not, you don't have to put such a big stress on yourself. Like oh, I've yeah. got to get fit by the end of this year, sort of thing. Like it's good to have a goal like that. But yeah. it's like yeah. instead of thinking like I want to get six pack or lose this x amount of weight, just be like I just want to feel good. I want yeah. to enjoy food. I want to just like enjoy life. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's no point stressing over that stuff because like it, again, well, like I said before, like I was having fun as an 18 year old kid and like my life turned upside down like within a day. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like you gotta just do like have fun and like yeah, just make make small small choices and small changes that like will lead you to a healthier lifestyle. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing your story. I'm sure there's you know a lot more to it that you could expand on, but I thank you for sharing what you did. Thanks for having me, man. There's a quote by Morgan Harper Nichols, which I've repeated like over my social media and in conversations, but I really like it. She says, tell the story of the mountains you climbed. Your words could become a page in someone else's survival guide. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's a good, that's a good one. I might use it myself. (laughs) Yeah, you should. Because earlier you were talking about how, you know, you're more open to sharing your story now. But there's a lot of other people out there and I don't blame them. No judgment towards them at all. But some people who struggle with that and that's completely okay. But if you are able to, you know, share your story and how you conquered something or how, you you know, you might still be struggling with things from it, but how you got over your darkest moments, like someone else can connect with that and be like, hey, like I'm, I'm in that right now or I was there and be inspired from that. And I think that's, I think that's powerful. Yeah, most definitely. I'll, I love that. I love that so much because obviously like when I was going through my stuff, like me talking about and having like obviously a lot of support, but also connecting with a lot of other people that are going through it. Yeah. So many people are really nervous and like don't want to talk about it. And like again, like you said, that's totally understandable. But I think the more you talk about it, like that quote says, it helps a lot more other people. It yeah, gives a lot yeah. more other people an understanding because they yeah. might have a family member that's going through it and they can at least like help a little bit more if yeah, they can, yeah. which makes it hard. But yeah, 
That's good. I yeah. like that. Well, I'll put your social links in the description of this podcast. But yeah, thanks for coming on. No, thanks for having me, man. Well, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and got something out of it. As always, you can find us on Instagram at For The Creatives Podcast. Leave a message about what you thought of this episode. And it would also mean a lot if you can leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Google, wherever you are, if you can leave a review, it helps our rankings and helps more people find this show. So thanks again, and we'll see you on the next one.